0: Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. The that I'm bringing today, Father, will be directed by your Spirit to accomplish the purposes that you have set out for it. Lord, I'm just an instrument. Lord, I of clay. And for Lord, I just pray that, uh, and I give you thanks that we are part of a vibrant living body. Your kingdom is advancing all the time. That we are in this world, but not part of it, Lord. That the plans and the purposes you have for us are amazing, Father. And yes and amen. So Lord, I want to see, Lord, my heart's desires to see transformed lives that the Christian army will rise up victorious and take its place. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, I have an interesting interesting sermon today, and the one that will be quite... Whoops, and it went too far. Something happened there, at pace. Sorry? Oh, so I've got uh, sign language over here. Can the live group on duty please come forward while we also sort out this? And am I pointing it in the right direction? Okay, let's just pray for the offering. Oh, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that you have given us so much and that we're part of this body and that we also call to sow and give generously. So, Lord, I just pray that that you would challenge our hearts and that we would, even in this time of um, year end, that you would, through our blessings that we have got, that we would sow generously and see the church prosper and also see the church sow out as well. So just bless everyone here in terms of financial freedom, um, wisdom in managing their finances, and uh, Father, we just give you thanks that everything we have comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so, I am going to be talking about manipulation. That is not something you often hear from the Oh, but eh. yeah, you see there is an apple with a chunk button out of it, so hopefully you've put two and two together about that, but um, just to show you, okay, let me just see if I can get this thing to work, okay, so that just shows you that there was a plan, okay, there was a plan, you can't read it, don't try and read it. But I want to illustrate that, that I did spend a bit of thought in this, and map it out, and we are going to be covering why the role of Satan in this, uh, where do you see manipulation in the world, the role of Jesus as a model, don't try and read it, it's fine, it's small print, why we look at this, the defining manipulation, some examples, how you can stop being manipulated and how you can stop manipulating other people. That's a good one. And then also just look at some of the consequences of manipulation. So I haven't done that in any order, but I just wanted to show you that there was a plan, okay? And that we are going to work through to that plan in terms of what I want to share today. And the Lord laid this on my heart several weeks ago, and then I meditate, and I meditate, and then I come up with a structure, and here we go. So, manipulation. Now, this is interesting, Manipulation is controlling someone or something to your own advantage, often unfairly. So, in essence, it's about power and the struggle for power. And it's saying, I don't have legitimate power, but I will find a way of getting that power using illegitimate means for my selfish or for my self-worth. It's basically trying to take control of a situation um, that you don't have a right to control. For your own benefit, why am I sharing this particular topic? This is like, you know, Richard, where are you going with this, and where did this come from? <laughs> okay, so first of all, this year we have focused on making disciples. Okay, that's been a core. Hopefully, you would have you know read the fine print and come to church enough to know that that actually was the theme for the year. And um, so, Matthew 28:19, we call to make disciples by the power of the Holy Spirit in Acts. We're called to be witnesses through demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit at work. And then 2 Corinthians 5.20 calls us ambassadors of Christ. Now, it's very difficult to be an ambassador, a witness, or make disciples if you're manipulating those around you. And it's very easy for Christians to use manipulative techniques to get things done. And so, for me, it's important that you understand what is going on in terms of this particular approach, in terms of trying to get the job done, and understand your proper authority that you have got. Um, that's one of the reasons. The second thing is that there are consequences if you go around manipulating the situation. Yes, under grace, there are still consequences. Okay? Galatians 6 verse 7, Make no mistake about it, God will not be mocked. You can't make a mockery of God. You can't play the game. And think you can twist God around your little finger. For what you plant, you will always be the very thing that you harvest. And we see all this with um, Jacob and Esau, hey? Eh? Jacob goes and he manipulates the situation to get an unfair advantage over his brother by stealing his birthright through pure manipulation. Then his uncle Laban does exactly the same thing to him. And he ends up with a second wife. Through manipulation, so he reaped exactly what he sown. And yes, under the New Testament, God steps in under the grace message. You could say, or under the word that we have, God. There's mercy in what God does, but also God doesn't take away consequences that naturally occur. One Thessalonians four six. This is New Testament stuff, not Old Testament stuff. Never take selfish advantage of your brother or sister in this matter for we've already told you and solemnly warned you that the Lord is the avenger in all these things. Now that's quite a hard verse. And manipulation is taking advantage of others. In this, it could apply to sexual influence or business transactions, in this case, where it was used. But it's actually pretty clear that God says He's going to intervene if you go along this route. And so it's important for me, if I love you, to tell you that you cannot do these things because there will be consequences. And God will be the one who sets things right. Because He loves you. God disciplines those He loves. And most importantly, and this is the really the reason why I want to talk about it, is that I want you to be free. If you are being manipulated, you need to be free from that manipulation. If you are the one doing it, you need to be free from the consequences of that manipulation. So it's out of love, really, that I want to see this. I want to see the church rise up. We're going to make disciples. We're going to do it the right way. So how do you do it, 101? Okay, this is how do you manipulate, okay? Not how do you get free from it, okay? So please don't try and do this at home. Okay? So then we, we would have wasted today's exercise. Ephesians four twenty six twenty eight. 28. But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin, Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not for even a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, use the slanderous accuser? That's right. The devil an opportunity to what? He's manipulating you. The devil's the one manipulating you. You're being led to sin in this area. If any one of you is stolen from someone else and stealing manipulation is for self-gain, understand that so you could steal position authority or anything to get your way done then don't do it again be industrious earning honest living and then you'll have enough to bless those in need and thanks for tithing guys so (laughs) that's what god wants for you he doesn't want you to be manipulated because satan is a manipulator and you see him at work where would you expect okay and where are you going to see this happen i hate to tell you this but anywhere where there is governance Anywhere where there's governance, you will find manipulation to overcome that governance and illegitimate authority. We're talking about work. Your boss wants to manipulate a tender so that he can benefit from the works. Um, it could be at home where Johnny hasn't cleaned his room for the 10th time. And now you're going to blackmail him with Netflix. Okay, you'll manipulate. Or maybe it's the other way around. Johnny wants a pony. Okay, Whatever. And he's going to twist things to make it happen. I'm going to cry and wail until it happens. What could be a husband and wife. Commerce, you know, let's manipulate the stock markets. We've seen enough of that, haven't we? Um, then in government, okay, not that we all know that elections are free and fair. Church, yes, you can get manipulation in church. Guys, why haven't you tired today? Don't you know you're a bad Christian if you haven't tired? Yeah, I've just manipulated you, by the way. Please, that wasn't an instruction from the pulpit. Okay, but i put on the guilt. Let's put the guilt on and I'll make you do something. Okay. So, fake news. It's just fake news, man. That xenophobia stuff. There was so much fake news going on. They're there to manipulate people to being fearful. Manipulation of the media, man. It's huge. You know, while you sleep, they create your reality. <laughs> CNN, whatever. They are setting World tone for what is happening, and you believe that stuff. You've got to be very, very careful. A lot of it is not actually true. You can only watch Iraq being bombed 500 times before you realize it's the same footage from 2011. Okay, so you've got to be really careful. Advertising. It's a season to be jolly, and if you haven't blown your entire month's salary on Christmas presents, you're a loser and a bad parent. and you, have, you don't love other people because you haven't bought them presents. You know. And if you wear this particular makeup, boys will love you forever. Amy, don't worry. <laughs> so, you're being... You know, if you do not drive the fancy car, you're a loser. You haven't made it in life. Isn't that advertising? You know, take these slim full tablets, because you need to look good for, to be accepted in this world. What lies and rubbish and God, You're being manipulated. Political manipulation, gee, we don't know anything about that in this country, eh? And then, it's like stock markets. You just saw the crash. The Wall Street, the wolves of Wall Street. Absolute market manipulation destroyed the economies of almost every nation in the world. Well done, guys. Good job. Okay, now the good stuff. Believe it or not, I kind of came up with this and um, let's just go with the flow and I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit has been leading me because I don't like follow the model thing, but there's a model, okay, but it's not really a model. Okay, it's, It is, what I want you to say is, is if you are being manipulated, it's very difficult to, this is how you overcome manipulation. Okay, so first of all, At the top, we see there's identity. So, core to the anti-manipulation movement is this issue of identity. Who do you belong to? So, when you belong to God, you don't care what other people think so much. Because you belong to God. The second thing is authority. Under whose authority are you operating or is being put upon you? Is it legitimate authority or is it illegitimate authority? So this issue of authority is massive in this issue of manipulation. You cannot manipulate someone if you don't have the authority to do it. You know, and I'm going to talk about this. And then the issue of discernment. Man, if you don't know good and evil, you don't even know you're being manipulated. Hi, ah, you doff. Okay, so discernment is incredibly important. Because if you, dis- if, you, if you cannot discern, you are blind. And you're easily led astray according to the scriptures. Interesting. You hear what I'm saying, man? It's, you've got to have discernment. But you see that they work. There's another layer working amongst all of these, and they talk to each other. Your identity comes through your relationship with God. So does your authority. I am a child of God. I have authority in that position. I know where I sit in terms of my identity. Identity and authority go absolutely hand in hand. I'm quite impressed with this. Fellow. The Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit allows us to exercise authority. We can speak to that thing, cast the demon out. We have authority. Don't tell me, and the Holy Spirit gives me discernment. I'm led by the Spirit. I know that this is rubbish. The Holy Spirit tells me these things. And then the Word. The Word reaffirms my identity. Because the Scriptures told me who I am, I know who I am. The word also gives me discernment. It allows me to know what is right and wrong, according to what God's measure is. So the word is incredibly important. These things, you see, they work together. You cannot manipulate someone who knows who they are, stands under authority, and has discernment. Very, very difficult to get a grip on that person. Let's go. Identity. Galatians 1.10. For am I seeking the approval of man or God? You've got to ask yourself a question. Why did you buy that car? Okay, and there's a legitimate reason. I actually want to buy a new car. I just have to pay school fees first. Maybe in 10 years' time. So, but I'm not trying to please man. My motives are not, my motors are just, I'm tired of the thing breaking down as opposed to I need to get an image fix because I want to look good. Okay, so your identity is is very important in determining that authority. Authority, Jesus is the ultimate authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. We're our children of Christ. He gives us authority at certain times. We have full authority, but not absolute authority. It's sitting with Christ. And, he tells us through the Spirit what to do. He will give you authority into that. Go out and deliver demons or kick them out. Whatever the story is, that authority is coming through Christ by the Holy Spirit. We have this authority, but it's coming. There's an absolute authority. Every form of governance sits under Christ. I've made the world a footstool for under Jesus. So he is where ultimate authority sits. You need to understand that. Because governance stems from, authority stems from governance. Governance is key to the issue of manipulation. If you're in a house you know, and your husband and wife are in control of that house, there is a governance, God-appointed governance structure to that house. If the kids try and manipulate things within the house, it's very difficult if the parents understand what their legi- legitimate authority is in that environment. Discernment. Solid food is for the mature, but for those who have their powers of discernment, For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice. Wow, guys. Constant, I highlighted constant practice. To distinguish what? Good from evil. Wow. We are given discernment to know what is right and what is wrong. You cannot, and you will not, you'll be, you can easily be manipulated if you don't know what is right and what is wrong. Okay, let's go back to first Adam in the garden, where it all began. Okay, so I'm, I'm not going to nail Eve in this, but and you might battle to read this. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals. Genesis 3, 1 to 7. The Lord God had made. He said to the woman, okay, what I want to do is I want to point out how each of these things is tackled. Identity, authority, discernment. Because they are clear as daylight. You'll see them. Did God really say? So what is he questioning? God's integrity. So he's basically saying, God is actually a liar. Did God really say that? So he's questioning the relationship. He's putting, sowing doubt between, on the integrity of God, trying to break the link of identity and authority. Because Adam is sitting with that authority. And Satan is going to steal that authority from him. He needs to break the gap between identity and authority. Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees and in the garden. So she had knowledge, but God did say. So there's the word, God said. She actually starts quoting God. God did say. So this is an issue, not an issue of anything other than disobedience. Because she actually had the word. God instructed me, don't do this, but I do it. And then she breaks that, well, Adam and Eve break that relationship. You must not eat the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, says the serpent. For God knows that when you eat from it, your evil will be opened, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Now, what is Satan offering her? Ultimate Authority. So he says, yeah, eat this fruit. I will elevate your authority. You will no longer be under God, per se. I will make you equal to. Because that's actually what Satan wanted for himself. So he is manipulating the situation to, to, by actually offering her to be like God, he actually stripped them of authority. So the exact opposite effect happened, which is very interesting. So, through this deception and manipulation, he strips them of that relationship, or breaks the relationship, strips them of authority. They did discern what was going on, but they were disobedient in how they responded to that discernment. Okay, let's talk about Jesus. I've got a couple on Jesus. Jesus this was actually fun. I have to tell you, I enjoyed this. When you start looking through this lens. So, Jesus now goes through the same testing in the wilderness. So, I said last Jesus, actually first Jesus, but last Adam, first Jesus. So, from the moment of his baptism, Jesus was overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Okay, we see the Holy Spirit in this. He's being led by the Holy Spirit. He's taken by the Spirit from the Jordan into the lonely wilderness of Judah to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser for 40 days. He ate no food during this time and ended his 40 days quite hungry. It was then that the devil said to him, okay, so now we start tackling these issues. Are you really the son of God? Going straight for identity. What's your identity? You are, are you, are you really the son of God? Okay, yeah, I know you are, We you know you are, but command. Okay, what does command speak of? Authority. So he's saying, I want you to illegitimately exercise your proper authority, but in an inappropriate process. So he says, Look, if you are the Son of God, you will demonstrate your power of authority over these things. Turn this stone into a loaf of bread. Do you think Jesus could have done it? Okay. But you see, that's not how the kingdom works in terms of how authority is exercised. And Jesus replies, I will not, for it is written. There's the word it is written. I will not is taking authority over Satan he understands that Satan doesn't have power over him to manipulate him his response is from the scriptures because he is sure of his identity he can respond with authority over Satan and Satan has got no choice but to move on so Satan is trying to all the time get him to exercise this authority illegitimately but he doesn't doesn't succumb to that Life does not come from eating bread, but from God. So he understands how this thing works. Okay, this has got to be my favorite portion of it. I confess, I spent like far too much time on this. It's just so much. Jesus turns the water into wine. Now this is an amazing thing when it comes to manipulation and authority. Some would claim that Mary was manipulating Jesus. I don't see that at all. And I'll tell you why. But it does demonstrate authority and power in in a godly principle. So, John 2, verse 1 to 11. Now, on the third day of the wedding, so there's this feast in Cana. Jesus is an extended member of the family, so he gets invited with all the disciples, and they're just too many people, and they start running out of wine. Okay, who realizes what's going on? Not Jesus, he's keeping quiet. It's the woman. Okay. Someone at least ask the woman who knows what's going on. So Mary, Mary discerns that there is a problem. And because it's family, she feels the need to interrupt and to, or to engage with this and, and see something changed. But, what I really, I really like Mary's approach here. Okay. Who does she go to first? She goes straight to Jesus. So she sees a problem, goes straight to Jesus. They have no more wine. Do something about it. <laughs> now, just you ought to understand that Jesus hadn't done a miracle yet. This is his first miracle, the turning of the water into wine. So, how come she believed that Jesus could fix the problem? He hasn't done any miracles. She knows who he is, and she knows what authority and power he has over everything. But she hasn't, this is an act of faith on her part. She just says, deal with it. You sort it out. It's interesting because she hasn't done a miracle yet in all their time as father and, well, mother and and son. Jesus replied, my dear one, in some translations, mother, but it's actually a term of respect. It's not mother, it's mother. Okay, love, mother. Okay, take notes, Amy. Mother, love. Don't you understand that if I do this, it won't change anything for you, but it will change everything for me. So what he's saying is that if I reveal myself now, then yes, the wedding and wine is sorted out, but everyone will know that I've got the supernatural ability to change water into wine and I'll be inundated with requests from wine merchants everywhere. No, not quite. But he's saying things are going to change for me and my ministry. Jesus replies, Okay. Um, My hour of unveiling my power has not yet come. Mary has an easy response to this. She goes to the service and says, Whatever he tells you, do it. (laughs) Okay. But she hasn't manipulated Jesus. She came to him with a problem. She indicates that this is what he responds. And he says, Look, I don't, you know, it's not quite my time yet. But then she just says, okay, servants, do whatever it tells you. She doesn't say, Jesus, you must now do this. As my mother, I'm commanding you, you know. There's none of that. That would be manipulation. But Jesus responds, and we know the story goes on. And he goes, and he, there's a little side note here, is that the jars were very, I think they're about six feet high. They were actually used for ritual water, uh, ritual cleaning water. And there's a comment where the, the master of ceremony comes and says, I cannot believe you saved the best wine till last. What it's talking about is that the superiorness of the new covenant superseding the old works of the old covenant in this turning of water. And so there was another layer that happens in, the, in parallel here. But Jesus has authority and he exercises it and he just says, go and do this. But it's interesting how, G- how Mary recognizes the authority. That's, you know, she is his son. He knows, she knows exactly who he is. And she says, just whatever he says, just listen to him. (laughs) You'll sort it out. And he does. So who's the greatest? Okay, this is also a very interesting little twist. This is a different perspective. The disciples decide they're going to have a competition to see he gets to sit next to Jesus in heaven one day. Okay. Okay, all things start unraveling very, very fast in this narrative. Mark ten verse thirty five. James and John come to Jesus and say, Teacher, hey, will you do a favour for us? Hey. Twist, twist, twist. Okay. <laughs> what does it you want from me? Now, obviously the warning bells have come on now. Uh oh here comes trouble. Okay. We want okay, just I put the emphasis on the we, selfish ambition. We want. What do you want? We want to sit next to you when you come into your glory, because I understand that whoever sits on the right and sits on the left has got power and the ear of the person sitting in the middle. This is a power struggle. Okay. <clears throat> Jesus, so, so they are now they are looking for authority, illegitimately. Okay, and they're lacking discernment, and it's based on selfish ambition. We want authority. By sitting next to your left and right, we'll have it. Jesus says to them, you don't have a clue what you're asking for. You guys are clueless. <laughs> don't you know what I'm, what's going to go through me? Are you prepared to do, go? I, I mean, I'm going to get whipped, crucified. I mean, this is my lot in life. You don't understand what's coming my way. Then he warns them, you're going to actually, no, 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 we can, we can do all of this. We can go through it. You know, they're the first oaks that run away when everything gets hot. Jesus said to them, You will certainly drink from the cup of my suffering and be immersed into my, de- my death. But to have you sit in the position of the highest honor is not mine to decide. Jesus is under authority of God, his Father. And often Jesus says, I only do what God, my Father tells me to do. So what, God is, what, what Jesus is doing is pointing them back to God and saying, I submit I'm a servant under God as well. Well, we work together, but... But he understands where his authority comes from. And he's not about to pull in undue influence on God to swing things. No, no. God's got this thing. Not me. Not for me to decide. So he just steers them back and he, he does it in a loving way. He doesn't nail them. But it's just interesting to see that they were trying to manipulate the situation by swinging God in this. Okay, so... Jesus goes on to describe legitimate leadership, if you can read on from there, um, and authority stemming from a servant heart of love. So he tries to show them, guys, this is what real governance is all about. We're running out of time. Sorry, I have to go fast. So how to stop manipulating people. So if you find that you're the one manipulating others, and this could happen very subtly, and I need to say this, um, because... Okay, I'll talk about it. There's illegitimate versus legitimate authority. Illegitimate authority says, I actually don't have authority in this area, but I need to get it done. So, or or maybe it could be that, let's say I've been speeding and I get a fine, I can bribe someone. So I'm taking the legitimate, challenging legitimate authority in this regard to benefit me by not having to pay a fine. Insecurity versus security and identity. So you find that people who manipulate are often incredibly insecure. Because they don't have this issue of authority sorted out or understand where they sit, they are insecure. And that insecurity causes them to attempt to get others to do what they want, but not legitimately. So a core issue of manipulation is insecurity, and your identity is linked to that. And then the issues issue is also plain will. Hey, my will be done, not your God's will. Forget God. I want this done. So it's a war, battle of the wills. And then deception versus Honesty. And it can get, you can carry on and on. I mean, Satan was the great deceiver. So, um, I need to say the cause may be legitimate. Okay. It might be that Johnny legitimately is not cleaning his room. Okay. As head of the house, there should be legitimate authority over the instruction and the understanding that everyone in the house has a role to play. Okay. Therefore, I should not have to resort to blackmail of Johnny to get him to clean the room. Because legitimately, he is a member of the family, and in the family, we all have uh, roles and responsibilities to do. Blackmailing him, what all that, that manipulation of deception does, it actually degrades you in the eyes of Johnny, because he knows he can outplay you. Okay, And you've actually lost respect. And in self-respect, you lose your self-respect and you become insecure. So the thing becomes a vicious cycle. If you are manipulating others, you start to lose your self-respect. And your, de- your identity is being challenged. Um, Romans 12 verse 10. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Okay, that's interesting. Why did I pick this verse of all verses? Huh? If I'm going to handle manipulation... The thing is that we are family with a governance structure, even as a church. So all authority comes from Jesus and it flows from heaven. Legitimate governments, family structures, church structures. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor for one another. So if you're trying to manip- manipulate people, that's not love at work. Okay. And so the counter of manipulation is Looking at the other person, asking what is God's plan for them? You know, and also looking at them, you know, with asking God for help to love them. <laughs> Difficult at times. But love overcomes a multitude of all these sins and puts things into perspective and gets your mind sorted out into what is right and what is wrong. But outdo yourselves in respect and honor. Manipulation takes away all the respect out of the transaction. So you've got to be very, very careful about that. Between husbands and wives, between children, between eldership in the church and, and others, and between governments. I mean, we don't respect politicians that are manipulating stuff. They just lose all respect. So how to resist manipulation? I've talked about it, and I don't really need to go on this extensively, but it's about understanding who you are in Christ. Once you have your identity secure it's very difficult to move someone who stands on the rock of Christ. Because they are not shaken. When the storms come when people try and challenge them look I don't need to put up with this because I'm secure in Christ. um, They can come with legitimate authority. Sorry, you do not have authority over me in this area. Biblically this is the authority you have. I mean that's what Jesus' response would typically be. Guys, this is My authority in this area, this is your authority. Please don't try and impinge your ideas on top of me. So it's understanding the the authority that you have. And if you're not, and then being able to discern what someone is trying to achieve and the heart behind what they are doing. Very important. But once again, when you're resisting manipulation, don't like, you manipulator, burn in hell, or let Satan sort you out. No, that is not a legitimate response as well as Christians, because that's not loving and does not bring honor. So I use exactly the same verse. Be devoted to tenderly, I just changed the highlight, to tenderly loving your fellow believers. So if you're loving other people and now i trying to manipulate you, it's guys, please man, this is not the authority that you were given. This is not how you're supposed to be doing these things. There is a legitimate way. And to, so just in closing, today is today. Today, what does it say? Hebrews 4. For God has ordained a day for us to enter into court today. It was long afterwards that God repeated it in David's words. If only today you would listen to His voice and not harden your hearts. Well, we had that happen in ministry time, hey? But I want to challenge you in this area and say, if you have been manipulating other people, today is the day to stop. And maybe it's because you are frustrated because no one is listening to you or you feel that you can't get other people to do what they're supposed to be doing, you're resorting to tactics that are not necessarily biblical in terms of your authority or identity. So today is the day to stop doing that. Today is the day to start looking at who you are in Christ and the legitimate authority that has been given to you and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit in discernment how to respond to, to get these things done. You know? So there are wise ways of doing it. And often manipulation is a shortcut. Don't fall for it. I'm not going to give you a hundred answers to this. I've just given you some of the principles that you need. If you are the one who is being manipulated in whatever area it is of your life, today is the day to cut it. I don't say this is going to be easy, but you need to call these things out. You see how Jesus responded? He would just take it head on, but he would use scripture and he would be loving in how he handled it. And we need to have the same response. Remember, the world is going to try and sell you a hundred lies. We are to be wise in this and not fall for the trappings of this world. Just understand that media is trying to manipulate you, governments are trying to get you to vote for whatever reason. Okay. And so we are more than we do not report to them. We report to Christ in this. He is our legitimate authority over everything. We are servants of Christ. Okay. So I think let's just stand and close in prayer. If you believe that this is an area that you're battling with. I think I'm going to release everyone and I'd like the ministry team to come forward and we're going to pray with you. Pray for deliverance or whatever the story is. So I'm going to close the service now. Um, But come forward because we are a little bit over time. So I'm just going to close in prayer. And as I said, if this is an area that where you are battling with, either on the receiving end or the sending end, today is the day. We're going to pray for you in the front after I close the service. Okay. So Father, we just give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that the truth of this word would set the captives free. Lord, I pray that the truth of this word would open eyes that are blind and ears that are deaf and heal the brokenhearted. So Lord, I just pray for this family that is here today that we would treat an each other with honor and respect in our dealings with each other. And Lord, where your Holy Spirit has been working in our hearts, that we would be obedient to that and do something about it. Not just let another day go by. So Father, I just thank you for every single precious person gathered here today. That they would go out with grace and mercy, knowing who they are in Christ, knowing what authority they have been given knowing that they have a Holy Spirit that is guiding them, knowing that they are God's children, chosen and free. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.